Hello, Leanna. Hello, Ed. So I have to ask you something. Because okay. you've you've usually got a clear and rational view of things. Sometimes, sometimes I get perhaps a little giddy or a little emotional about things. Okay. And you like to cut through to the heart. So I want to ask you, is it always wrong to giggle when somebody dies? Uh, somebody dies? Yes. I, I think I need more information about this. Okay. Well... There was this guy in India who went to the zoo and scaled the, the the fence on the lion enclosure. There was a lion and two lionesses because uh, he wanted to get in there and get a selfie with a lion. And you'll lion. never guess what happened. Okay, I mean, oh, I just cycled through a whole bunch of internet references that this audience may not get. So what happened? Uh, he got killed. By the lion. This is just cause and effect. Okay, so I'm not wrong. I read that and I was like, oh, that's good. Like that, I, ho I hope he hasn't like had a... kids yet because that, that thins out the gene pool of idiots. Remember that, that Idris, Elbers, El Eldr Idris Elba movie? Few yes, Lion? Back. What, what the heck was it called? I lion. I think it was called Lion. I thought it was called The Beast or something like that. Or maybe The Beast. But, like, that movie, you're like, why are these people so stupid? This entire movie. Uh, that Who climbs in a lie? And that, that, I mean, the, the reason I don't giggle about that is because humans are apparently really bad to eat. Like, we're full of toxins and things like that. So I feel bad for the lion. That guy probably made the lion sick. Well, so, so the lion basically got the trots. Because of uh, eating. I don't think they ate him. They just killed him. I mean, can anybody... Lion's gonna lion. I don't, you know, it's like I read a story about some idiot who wanted to get as close to the edge of a cliff as possible to take a selfie. And guess what happened? He fell off the cliff. I'm like, you know, really? There are, there are so many things in day-to-day -day life that could kill you without you having any agency whatsoever, why would you push it like that? And it's like, I can't feel sorry for you because this isn't a tragic accident. You made it happen. Yeah, sometimes I think that people don't have enough consequences growing up, and so they don't get... I mean, there have been theories that we're losing our... Uh, our rational sense of judging risk and threat, but even by that standard, you know, I mean, some people are just reckless. They don't have a healthy sense of self-preservation, but uh, there's got to be a story behind those. Yeah, I'm sure there's some some tragic past or something, but you know what? Uh, I don't care. You put it's yourself... Like in a position it, where you are 99% likely to be killed and you die? Well, you know what? What did you think was going to happen? How, why did you think you were going to escape with the luck of the Irish when you're not even Irish? It's like the guys who try to impress women in hot sauce stores because they think if I eat something, it can't be that spicy. Oh, should I tell that story? I think we've told that story before. I'm going to tell it again. So okay. 
we both happened to, we were in uh, Niagara on the Lake, and they have a hot sauce store that sells just hot sauces. Well, no, and, that that wasn't that one. That was the one that sold those fancy olive oils, and then they had a hot sauce section. Okay, you know, materially, yeah. it's the same thing. No, anyway, no, these, there are different hot shot hot sauce shops in Niagara on the Lake, and I love my hot sauce, so I want to get this right. Materially, it's the same thing. Anyway, okay. so uh, we're in there, and Leanna has a ridiculous spice tolerance. Like, this adds uh, credibility to her theory that she was an alien implant. Um, so we're in the I th store. I think this, this one is just, I grew up at Jane and Finch. No, no, no. You can grow up anywhere you want and not still have that kind of spice tolerance. Yours is insane. I love spice. So, it's so good. We're in there, and the woman is offering Leanna a taste of, of uh, hot sauces. And it's like, well, Leanna's like, oh, that's not that's not that hot. They, they, you dip a piece of bread in it, if I remember right. Yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and Leanna's like, oh, that isn't. It's, just like, it's like Goldilocks and the Three Bears, but never got to the bed that was just right. Okay, and so, I, I, I was enjoying the hot sauce. I wasn't being a jerk about it. I'm like, oh, that's nice. You know, it's not all heat. There's some flavor, too. And... Then the uh, the the woman there said, "Well, this one's our hottest." And as that's happening, a guy comes in, and you just know the swaggering jerk of a guy, probably in his mid thirties, uh, wearing a fancy watch and fancy clothes, and he's yeah. got his uh, his partner, his lady friend. I don't know what their yeah status like, of the relationship was. It's not total relevant mad, anyway. Total madman wannabe. Oh yeah, total madman. Yeah. And at the time when madman was popular, yeah, almost. Yeah. Anyway, he comes in, he says, oh, that's the hottest hot sauce. <laughs> Let me try it. I can handle that. And so the woman gives the little plastic cups of hot sauce to both Leanna and this jerk. And they both dip the bread in. Leanna dips the bread in, eats, and she's like, hmm. Like somebody sampling wine. She's like, hmm. Well, there's heat, but I also taste this, you know, the, the, the spices and the blend. And this guy is dying. He had his, he's dying. Like his eyeballs are sweating. He's undoing the button of his shirt. He's dying. And he looks at Leanna and says, quit, quit faking it. Yeah. Like you can fake not. Re now, now he was not smart. You work up in heat. That's how you learn to eat spicier food is you it work was... up in heat. You don't start with scorpion pepper hot. Well, okay. I do, but you you know, you, you do a little bit. You know, well, he the funny thing is the woman who was with him was very oh, amused she was, she was at laughing. his discomfort. I yeah. think she had probably seen him try to macho his way around many things. Yeah. And this is the one that really got him. Yeah, you, you cannot macho your way through hot sauce. It's some of it's genetic. It was Some so funny. Stop, cannot... stop faking it. Like you said, like it. like you can fake not having a reaction to yeah, hot sauce. Like, like <laughs> stop faking it. Like what? What? But stuff like that happens to me all the time. What? You run into people who are terminally stupid? Oh, these guys think they're gonna, you know, show off because if I can do something, it can't be that hard. Because you're a woman, or because you're you? I, I I don't know, but. It it and then they tend to get mad at me, and it's like, dude, I was, you're minding my own business. Don't don't be a poser. Oh, the world is so full of posers. Oh, I I don't get it, 
Ed. It it's it's bizarre. Like nobody. Well, I shouldn't say nobody. Certain people are uh, content with who they are, but so many people are treating their own character like a brand. Oh my God! I you just touched on something there. Everybody I know. Well, okay, that's an exaggeration. Too many people that I know yeah. talk about their personal brand. I'm like, yeah. pers- what personal brand? What do you, you mean your personality? You mean your, perso- your personal no, brand? Your what personal are you selling brand. exactly? No, your, your personal brand, what you put out to the world. Like, I keep considering getting more active on LinkedIn because it's supposed to be important. And I'm trying to do more on Instagram because that's supposed to be important. And both those places are just people just trying to be a whole lot of things they're not. Uh, That is well put, trying to be things they're not. And you know what? It is so obvious when people are posing because they if you're legitimate, if you're authentic, then there are certain I don't know, I can't nail them all, but there's certain hallmarks of people who are who they are. And then there's hallmarks of people who aren't who they're trying to come across as. You know, you know. I what guess it is they overdo it. What? You know what it is for me? No. A person who is being authentically themselves has contradictions. Because human beings have contradictions. Huh. Never thought of it that way. Yeah. A person who is trying to be super duper consistent, they're likely faking something because no one is. We all have. And that that doesn't mean people should strive for hypocrisy, but people, if they are being themselves, have things about them that don't make sense. That's interesting. It's funny because just before this podcast, I was reading a story about Norm, the late Norm Macdonald. Yeah. One of the greatest comedians, in my opinion. And he was on a panel with some other comedians and they were talking about. Uh, each of the what their favorite SNL joke was or weekend update right. joke was. And they were citing the the OJ jokes that Norm Macdonald right. made that got him fired. Because oh, wow. Because the boss of NBC at that time, Don Olmeyer, was a personal friend of OJ. So he told Norm Macdonald, no more OJ jokes. And then the next week it was all OJ jokes. Um and then uh, McDonald got fired and Allmeyer said it's because he wasn't funny. Anyway, uh, they were citing this. And then Norm McDonald said, you know what? I've kind of changed my mind on OJ. He was mm-hmm. found not guilty by a jury of his peers. So now all I see is someone with like the all-time NFL rushing uh, uh, record. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if this is how justice is supposed to be administered. He faced uh, accountability and was found not guilty. So that's he says. Oh, I think I might have been wrong about what I did then, and that's that's both inconsistent and consistent in a way. Yeah, well, that's somebody just trying to self-correct. I I relate to that a lot. Yeah, it was very interesting. Um, where is I going with this? I don't know. Yeah. Just the the number of people who pose, and I think that's because oh yeah, personal brands. The term brand has been just completely made meaningless, and. I think people are posing because they think that who they are isn't enough. There's so many messages that who you are isn't. If you don't resemble somebody who's famed and loved or hated by millions, 
if you don't have some characteristic in common, then you're nobody. And so people are trying. They just don't feel who they are is enough. Yeah. And yeah. And maybe it's not, but work on yourself. Well, no, that's stupid. Who you are is enough. Like well, enough you, for what? Work, like work what? On... What's the what's the Olympics? What are the Guinness Book of World Record metrics here that says you're not enough? Whoever you are, it's enough. Don't try to be to something every, you're not. Not according to every manager I had at Much Music. No, I was not enough. But that that's the point, right? You know, on the uh, on my Discord server this week, uh, we put we were all taking the Hexaco personality test. All right, stop and, there. Explain yeah. that. Okay, the Hexaco. Uh, oh God, I'm gonna I'm gonna mess this up. Uh, humility, uh, humility, honesty, humility. Um, I know extroversion is the oh emotionality. So honesty, humility, emotionality, extroversion, um, agreeableness, conscientiousness, and openness. That's the the six character traits. It used to be five character traits, but they found neuroticism too stigmatizing and they added an honest honesty, humility access. And then they give you an altruism score. And this is uh, innate character traits that measure. I I did it for an episode of It's Not Therapy, and then uh, I took the test and posted the link. So other people took the test and posted the link, and you know the the extroversion scores were across the board low. The agreeableness scores were average to low in a lot of cases, but the honesty, humility, um scores and the openness scores tended to be fairly high now this is you or the, you and your peers this is me and then the people who are on my discord now is this anything like uh the thing you find online which is uh find out which jedi you are uh those tend to be less scientific okay so go on this is this is more like the myers-briggs test you know the the E or I, N or S, T or F, J or P thing. I don't know what you're talking about. I have some idea. But it's they, personality types, basically, yeah, right? Yeah, the, the thing about personality types is they claim they're unlikely to change throughout one's life. I don't believe that. I've seen my scores move over my lifetime. Mm-hmm. So it it it's not true, but employers believe these things are unlikely to change. And so people are being stigmatized at work for scores that if you actually give somebody a motivation to change, they can't change. I mean, neuroplasticity is a thing. Okay. Why can workplaces compel you to take these these dumb quizzes? Uh I've seen job applications for Walmart that ask you your Myers-Briggs type. So you can stock coffee filters? Yeah, well, you know, they don't want an introvert as a greeter, I guess. I I don't know. I don't know how many introverts would want to be a greeter. It's almost like the job winnows out the people you don't want. See, I don't know because I'm very introverted. But one of my favorite jobs I had was a clown. A clown? Yeah. 
All right, you need to provide some details on oh, that one. Oh, it was uh, it was a flower shop I worked at. You know, like you haven't seen the Joker movie, but he was like one of those sign spinner clowns. And you that, were how old? Oh God, I was uh, fifteen, sixteen, somewhere around there. All right. But yeah, I like did cartwheels and you know stood at the side of the road with a sign and you know let people know the store was there because I didn't Dr- been there that long. Dressed as a clown. Yeah. Face paint too? Uh yeah, I think I don't remember, but I think so. What kind of wig? I don't remember. I think it was one of those rainbow ones. Oh, the kind that my old friend Dudu the Clown wears. Okay. Yeah, like I love doing mascot work and I love the clown. And it's you're in a different headspace. You know, it I mean my mother put me into dance because she thought I was too shy. Like, great. Force a kid into a hobby you think they're not going to be able to stand to bring them out of their shell. But I really liked the the creative elements of it, the choreography, like understanding the art form. And so I just go to a different headspace now, when I'm there. When you were in the clown headspace, yeah. in your head, were you hearing... No, that's Madagascar. But it was like, I mean, that's from the circus, right? Everybody's going to go circus, Afro, circus, Afro, poke it up, poke it up, poke it up, Afro, now. Oh, you know what? There's more for us to talk about and about the new Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, but we'll do that when we come back. The new Dungeons and Dragons? You know what we're talking about, but you don't know what, how I phrased it. But you'll see. Oh, okay. And we'll be back. So, Diana, uh, for those who don't know, I referenced it earlier, but I host a show, a live radio show called The All Night Show on uh, the radio station 94.9 The Rock, GTA's rock station. You can find it on therock.fm or the Rock app. Anyway, I do it midnight to 5 a.m. I'm I'm live. I take song requests and so on. And somebody requested God Save the Queen from the Sex Pistols. And, you know, I played it and I realized you know, the Sex Pistols were really the essence of the birth of punk music. Yet, if you compare them to modern punk, like Green Day, it's not the same music. No. Well, punk's a state of mind. It's not really a sound. Well, it, I don't know. Like, I think a certain state of mind should produce a certain kind of sound. Well, but, you know, there's different subgenres of punk different fusion genres of punk and then there's different regional scenes right like like la 70s punk didn't sound the same as uk 70s punk well and i mean even back in the day the ramones which are you know everybody knows the ramones punk pioneers they sounded more poppy than the sex pistols yeah they don't sound anything like you know the the Sex Pistols, the Clash. There's a bunch of names that you know, I, just, I don't think I could say on the radio. Well, I just wonder: is there any popular punk being made today that sounds anything like the UK punk that that started it all? I, I can't think of it. John Tard could probably know. He knows. Yeah, he's I a mean, punk uh, aficionado yeah. and an and, and expert. But I don't know. There are definitely bands that that call back i mean i guess metal punk i mean that sort of metal rap punk 
that was popular in the 90s made its own sound. I mean, you can definitely say the bands like, you know, was House of Pain rap? Was it punk? Was Rage Against the Machine rap? Was it punk? It was kind of both. Uh, I'm going to have to think about that. You know, I mean, I think Green Day, well, Green Day is sort of pop punk. And make no mistake, I think Green Day may be one of my favorite bands, but it's not oatmeal. Well, I don't, I mean, that's the thing. I think Green Day still does punk tracks, but then they'll do their kind of pop rock power ballads. Like that that song that everybody uses at high school graduations. Uh, good riddance. I hope you had the time of your yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. There's something unpredictable. That that That's the modern punk sound. Singing through your nose and not having any vibrato. Like that's... That's modern punk voice. And it doesn't have to be that way. You listen well, to... I will say this. While that song is wistful, uh, hope you have the time of your life, uh, it's better than the one that, that it replaced that everyone used to use, which is Kansas's Dust in the Wind, which is just depressing. I mean, we, when we were in high school, we tried to do things like that to like March of the Pigs and stuff like that. Of course, that got kiboshed. I but have, that's I I respect the effort. That's the thing that punk is all about, re like youthful rebellion. And you don't have to be young to have youthful rebellion. It's sort of rebellion for the sake of rebellion. Like a band I love is uh, Gogo Bordello, and it it's considered gypsy punk. It is um, joyful rebellion, quasi anarchy. Well, and that's that's punk. And that's why I say punk's a state of mind, not so much a sound. Because when the minute you start putting rules on punk, it's not punk. And that's, that's become a cliche. People going something's not punk. That's well, it's like that's metal. It's uh that's interesting. Anyway, anyway, I just I, I brought that up. It's neither here nor there, but it you mentioned sex pistols that it triggered. So um I mentioned the new Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Uh, by which I mean the newest thing that polite society is blaming the problems with their children on. Oh, so the new video games. The new, yeah, the, the new um, swing music, the new right. rock music. Right. Yeah, the, the, TV. The Beatles. Uh, yeah, Elvis. Yeah, Dungeons and Dragons, video games, television. There's always something comic right. books there's always something that polite society turns and blames for the fact that they can't parent and right most recently it's you know the the mayor of new york eric adams is suing these platforms because the uh, meta and others because he says that they expose kids to harmful uh, i have to i should find the article Oh, I can't because my, my mouse just freaking up. died. Again, 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 yeah. my mouse died. My mouse, mouse dies every two weeks. This is bloody ridiculous. Because you use a cheap mouse. You it should use a still cheap work. dollar store mouse. You get what you pay for. Dollar store batteries also. Uh, yeah, it's, oh, this, wait, it's, it's filed in California Superior Court by the city of New York, the New York Department of Education, 
at New York Health and Hospitals Corporation. It alleges that companies intentionally manipulate and dedict younger users, keeping them on their platforms. Uh, you know, nothing is really compelling people to stay on these platforms. Nothing. They, they're there because they're, they don't seem to have or feel like they have any other options. Like, this is what attracts them. It's the parents, your children. Parent, is, don't go suing the company. Parent your children. This is complicated because there is some information that Meta knew about negative, you know, negative impacts on the self-esteem of teen girls that used Instagram and they did nothing. They they squashed the information. Their own internal data showed that there was a problem and they did nothing. What what uh what do they I don't understand what could they in fact do? This is a case of well buyer beware. Well, it, in terms of recommendation algorithms, that's one thing they do have control over. Uh, the you know, it it's it's tough to separate what social media does from the role that social media has in our lives. I mean, I'm still kind of rocked from talking to my my hairdresser. And, you know, she's really involved with the companies and everything like that. And I asked her, how, how do you become an ambassador for this company? I said, do you have to do a test or something like that? She said, oh, no, it's all about how many Instagram followers you have. Yikes. Yeah. So somebody can be a terrible hairdresser and still be representing a brand if they have a ton of followers. You see, and, and with, with that, I mean, I hate Instagram. I oh, absolutely me too. despise it, but I keep shoving myself back on it because I keep getting told, oh, advertisers like Instagram. And something I know I'm terrible at is getting people to give me money for things. So I'm trying to be better at it, but I hate it. And it does. You do do better when you're on it all the time. And that's what I don't like about it. Well, that's the thing. You have to be on these things like it's a full-time job. And it is a full-time job to be busy on that all the time. Twitter is just text. Instagram requires an evocative visual. Yeah. And, and that, that's, that's a lot more like. work. That's what I like. I'm a woman over 40. Nobody wants to look at me. That's not true. But it is true. Lots of people like looking at you. No, it's just the reality of the world people think they have a right to comment when you hit a certain age and i have just embraced it but men have to stop saying it's not true because every time you say that you just make the woman feel worse because it is true and now you're not listening you do not have to get treated by people around you like you are infertile and therefore useless it is true well the idea that nobody wants to look at you I yeah, okay. you get abuse. And okay. you know what? Let me the give you women, an example. Women get me, oh sorry, go on. Let me give you an example. They just announced the uh cast for the upcoming Fantastic Four movie. Right. And Pedro Pascal is playing Mr. Fantastic. Uh Pedro Pascal is 48 years old. The woman playing Sue Storm is 13 years younger than her, than him. 
15 years. Now, in real life, that would be a really big age gap, especially for, you know, the wholesome nuclear mom and pop 1950s family that the Fantastic Four embodied. So that's what women see all the time. Vanessa Kirby is like 35 or something like that. Because 35 is just, oh, she's old enough to be respectful, respectable. But any more than that, I mean, Tom Cruise is in his 60s. Haley Atwell was his love interest in Mission Impossible. And it, like, he's 60. She's like 45. By the way, there was a funny picture of Tom Cruise standing next to uh, Prince William. Or, or, yeah. And you know how there are always stories about Tom Cruise doesn't like to be seen as not tall? Yeah. Uh, Prince William is a good head and shoulders taller. Oh, yeah. And he's I thought, this is amazing. He couldn't intimidate Prince William into, uh, you know, doing posing in a certain way that made Tom Cruise look taller. Anyway, that's besides the point. Um, but the, the truth is women, yeah, you know what? Women of all ages are singled out for abuse by men all the time. No, not just men. No, do oh, not you're think right. it's you're right. just men. You're right, actually. What am I saying? Women no. can be very women vicious to other women. worse. Because men know they're going to look bad. They may think it. They don't necessarily say it. Women, younger women, are brutal on older women. Sit down, grandma. You're old. Okay, boomer. And I'm sitting there. I look at these little, you know what, and thinking, girl, someday you are going to be old or you are going to be unlucky. Oh, the, the, it, I've been telling people to the, these zygotes, it comes a lot faster than you think. But it's interesting because I was just in a meeting, you know, video game stuff. And it was it, it was open that, oh, yeah, guys are allowed to be crazy old men like all oh, that. He's it. You know, they could have the gray beard. They get to be a wizard. Right. That they just nobody wants an old lady. And they're like, not that you're old. I'm like, oh, no. I own it. I know. I know what people say. I know what people think. I know how the world works. And if we cannot say this and be heard, it's not going to get better. Women who say this stuff are not fishing for compliments. We want people to take it seriously and we want the world to do better. Because you will not find then? our. Is it wrong then for me to say that you remain a beautiful woman? But it's never enough, Ed. It is never enough. Because I don't get, I don't start getting Botox in my in my mid to late 20s. It's oh, called that... preventative Botox, okay? Ugh, that's awful, though. It's, it is terrible. Like, why aren't people allowed to look their age? Well, I have said, and you can attest to this for a long time, that I think men and women who age, who embrace their age, and age gracefully look far better than people who freakazoid their face with all manner of plastic surgery so that they don't their face can't move because of Botox, their their face is pulled up tight. Like I look at that and I say, oh, this is somebody who's really uncomfortable with themselves, as opposed to, oh, this person looks very youthful. Well, okay. J Lo looks good, no lie. Right? Uh, J Lo, I mean, she but she doesn't have crazy to my okay, eyes crazy obvious plastic surgery there, there is no way she hasn't had a lot of work done she is 54 and still looks like that that is not just good genes okay 
I will take your word for it. I haven't looked at a picture of her in a long there's, time. There's no way. And at this point, I I do start thinking like, okay, it's getting a bit much. Like, I don't I don't want to have to look that way. I'm good being a crazy old lady. You know, one of my favorite little shows is the Golden Girls. That's goals. Like, I love I love the archetype of the the crone in fantasy stories. You know, that old lady that just shows up and sasses everybody because there's nothing you can take from her. Oh, yeah. Like, doesn't she usually have very rare magic powers, though? And well, often yeah. it's just but a that, young woman disguised. But that's the thing. The, the whole point of the crone is that women, by the time you get that age, you either have to be able to throw fireballs or you are cast out by society because you're not cute. You're not anyone's trophy. You've learned the word no. And so you have to be better than everyone around you to have a role in society. And forget this, fortunately, that is not difficult, Eleanor Roosevelt nonsense. No, it is difficult. And older women deserve their due. You will not find a harder worker than a woman in her 40s. Because most women in her 40s, now their kids are older, and now she finally gets to have a life, and she wants to do stuff. That's a, I mean, yes, that's a very good point. Um... And, and that's the sort of thing that the ageism, it's not natural. You know, yes, Don Lemon finally got run out of cnn for being a jerk but he made so many comments about women basically older than 35 and then it finally I mean, caught up with him right now he's doing well, a show on twitter or something yeah but i mean i started getting called old at much music when i was 28 years old yeah by somebody who was considerably older than that and just wanted to make you feel bad because she but, knew that if you say that about a woman it will hurt no, I don't think she just wanted to make me feel bad. I think part of her believed that. And, yeah, but I mean, the week before, Carmen Electra had been on, and she was older than oh, you but, by a distance. But she's Carmen Electra. Yeah, right. It made a difference back Can then. Canada's absolutely terrible at promoting our own talent. And yeah, there was some personal dislike. I really do not think that executive saw anything wrong with what she was saying. Well... To, to complete the picture, uh, she was reviled by many people for many reasons. Yeah, but nobody did anything about it. Nope. And that's the thing. We can complain about this stuff, but until, until people are willing to do something about it, until people with money are willing to fund things, until, you know, and I, I really don't think government's the solution on this one. I tried the government route and it's, it's despair like they just governments aren't creative so uh, it, no by know, their very nature they're yeah. not they are an institution institutions yeah, risk, are not creative they're risk averse and that means they can't be creative i i just think that private industry is going to have to solve this problem and private industry needs to recognize that you know if you want a particular kind of wisdom that will help your organization will will help your products women women in their 40s and 50s men you know and you know men as well men men get put out to pasture at that age part of its companies think you're going to want too much money uh, but, yeah and and also you know. you've learned to say no um yeah but it, men it over just... 50 yeah it's yeah you may as well be a fax machine some people still use fax machines so 
and some men over 50 still get jobs, but mostly you may as well be a fax machine or a rotary dial phone. Okay, mister has two radio shows. Hey, I'm not, I expect, uh, uh, respect that I am not typical. I am fortunate. Okay, but let's, let's be a little, let's have some little gratitude here. No, it isn't across the board. It is only in, you know, certain industries. Um, I don't know. Anyway, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. When Michelle Yeoh has a 35 year old love interest in a movie, I will see your point, but not until then. Fair enough. Um, I love it's Michelle not Yeoh, the by same. The oh, but look, what is she, what does she play? A bunch of like aunties and, you know, tough girls. And she's fantastic. But the whole reason she has been so fire about the whole thing is she she beat some very, very strong odds. Like well, she's I mean, giving hope to so many people. But when she was younger, she was the tough girl. The fact is, she's been able to maintain that cred. And that's amazing. And I mean, you read her story. And it's it's she only had the career path she did because she couldn't have kids. Huh. And that's staggering. Huh. And it's another topic for another day, because that's a yeah, that's awful in and of itself. I, I, but I just think women of a certain and, and you know what? You you go to British television and this is not as bad. Women are allowed to look older on British television and still exist. But it's you see some of the the hosts on the magazine shows that that we have in this country. They're still trying to look like they're. 25 and everybody knows they're not and you know i don't think that's good agreed agreed um and on a point of agreement we'll go to a break okay all right this is neither here nor there but my frank cho pen is finally broken oh no you know the pen that shows frank cho by the way is a very very talented uh comic book artist he's, he's an artist who works in comic books, and he had a character named Brandy from a strip called Liberty Meadows, and he made a pen with, you know those liquid pens? Yeah. Where if you tilted it upwards, something happened, and he had uh, her back to you, and her bikini thong would, yeah. uh, if you tilted a certain way, it would fall off and show her bum. Um, now the bikini thing is just stuck at the bottom. It's not working anymore. I feel bad about that. I don't think those are repairable. Anyway, not, neither here nor there. I just happened I mean, to notice made- it. He made those as a joke too. Oh yeah, you know, his whole outrage thing. Oh yeah, I that love. was trolling. Yeah, and he's a very nice guy. He has tons of respect. Oh yeah, for women. very nice yeah. guy. But um, it's just sort of like, can we all chill a little? Speaking of chilling a little, it seems that the outraged uh, Masters of the Universe fans were mollified by this uh, recent Masters of the Universe cartoon. Because I didn't hear anything about it. Oh no, it, they just didn't. They didn't watch it. That's the old outrage. They're onto the new outrage. The thing is, the new masters. Of the, I, I was not in the age where that was targeted for me, mm-hmm. um, but I appreciated the world they built. Anyway, the new masters of the universe cartoon is great. Like every episode ends, and I'm like, no, no, I want to watch the next one. No, no, I want to watch the next one, which is yeah. so rare in TV it, today. It is. So fantastic. It's everything that I think people wanted the first Netflix Masters of the Universe series to be. 
but it wasn't. They were they were experimenting there. They were playing with character growth and so on. This one is very much, this is what the fans want. And I thought it was extremely well done. Well, it was more fans of my vintage. Yes. They were they were trying to appease in, in that first series more of the 2002 fan base. And I guess they just found that they don't want that fan base because they're miserable and aren't satisfied by anything. But the 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 second season, it's only five episodes, so I don't know if more is coming. But it is just the it's a show for the stupid little six year old and every adult. Yeah, and they ended you know? in a place, you know, spoiler, they ended in a place where if there isn't anything more, it does bring yeah. uh, a nice, both a conclusion to, to the longstanding storyline and uh, the, the opportunity for a fresh beginning. So, yeah, I thought Kevin Smith did a really good job. And it's funny because everybody crapped on him when they thought he didn't do a good job okay. last time. And he's done a great job this time. No one says anything. What they did to him the first time around like i've had enough exchanges with him that i know he sincerely cares about this stuff he really wants to do right by these he's a fan and so he has those fan instincts which is to go on the internet and fight with strangers <laughs> and i just i felt so bad for him because I know the deeply personal criticism probably did sting him. And just the guy tried to do something good and thread a very difficult needle. And he took nothing but, I mean, the stuff people were coming up with, accusing him of lying when it was likely something that just changed in development. You know, he had every intention of going in its particular direction. And then, you know, people were insisting that certain certain plot twists were a guarantee based on leaks from someone who worked on the project. And they turned out to not be true. You know, Tila is not a lesbian. Oh, <laughs> anyway, you know, um... it, it just people have to stop. I have no patience for people fighting over cartoons. And I mean, on on my discord, I'm talking about the discord a lot today. But we were having a fake fight over Hasbin Hotel. The cartoon, yeah. The cartoon. We were having a fake fight. And some people thought it was real, uh, but it, you know, we had to let people know, no, we're just we're just kidding. You know, that we were just like sort of trashing each other like some of the songs. And yeah. it's it's amazing that people would think that was because who gets that upset? It's one thing to say, ah, I don't like it. I like the original better. It's how I feel about Battlestar Galactica. Oh, you me know? too. Uh, 100%. Okay. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we're pressed for time. I know. So I just wanted to mention a shout out. If you like the Masters of the Universe stuff, uh, check it out on Netflix. And we'll be back. All right. We're in the uh, final moments of the show here, Leanna. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, I don't, You're what? a loser, baby, from Hasbun Hotel stuck in my head. Oh, that song about losers, yeah. I think that's my favorite song of the whole thing. It's uh, interesting because they rarely market things as musicals anymore because people hit musical. But, I mean, Wonka did really, I wanted to see that, but it, it did. Yeah. It, 
it didn't work out, but they they didn't market it as a musical and it did really well, but it has a lot of musical numbers in it. People are just, they don't want to go to musicals. They don't want to watch musicals, but if they watch something and there's music in it and they didn't expect it, they'll enjoy it. It's weird because people will go to Disney films expecting it to be a musical and that's okay. I think I, I, I coined a new term this week, Ed, misery masculinity. Well, what's that? I just, you know how, People don't like that grouchy guy who doesn't like it. No offense, present company excluded, but it's, you know, people don't like the grouchy guy who never likes anything and criticizes everything, but we do tolerate it. And like the Larry David thing with Elmo just still, yeah. still puts me off. And whenever somebody goes, I thought that was funny. I hate Elmo. It's like dead to me. You are dead to me. You know. I, I don't well, I've talked about this before. I don't understand the uh, adult temptation to ruin things that are childlike or uh, well, because you have, a, have a nostalgic up. connection. You have to be toughened up for the hell with that. Yeah, it, it the world is going to toughen someone up plenty. If you like Elmo, have your Elmo like God. The, the number of shows I've been on, like no woman thinks that you can just smush something's face because you don't like their voice. Because if that were true, there'd be a lot of face smushing going on. This is true. Larry David has made his mark, his, his brand, as basically a socially disreputable individual. But that's the thing. Men can get away with that in a, in, in a way that women can't. I, I can't mean, see a show about a woman who is as socially unacceptable as Larry David being as successful as the show about well, Larry David. The the closest thing to it is Veep, which is Julia oh, Louis-Dreyfus, yeah. who, you know, Larry David was a part of Seinfeld. So she's got a bit more license, but, you know, you see it in day-to-day -day life. Women just can't pull that stuff. And it's it, it's not good for men because these guys who are clearly clearly unhappy like will someone take the microphone away from joe rogan and help him please you know no like, not as long as they can make money off him the way he is they don't yeah. care if he burns out there's another person there's a whole lineup of people it's like what they did to michael jackson poor michael jackson nobody yeah. stepped up watching well, anybody who stepped up and said i think this is bad for you michael got fired and so the guy dies far too young because people were continuing to make money off him uh, the way he was. Yeah, I mean, that that's partially his fault because he couldn't have people around him who disagreed with him. Well, and but that's, that's another thing women can't have either. People around them who don't disagree with them. Oh, no, you're not allowed to go. Yeah, I hear your criticism. I just reject it. Mm -hmm. You're not allowed to do that. You have to show you can handle criticism. I'm so sick of that phrase. Yeah, that's usually that phrase is uttered by somebody who has said something that is objectively, objectively reprehensible. You know, and then they say the problem is you, not them. You know what my comeback is to that? What? OK, you first set an example. Well done. All right. Um, we have to go. Yes. Uh, Leanna, of course, it's not therapy. On all podcast platforms, listen to it. It is a great show. And uh, yeah, 
I, I get both chuckles and moments of, of poignancy and personal growth in each episode. So this, you really should week, be listening to it. Yeah, and, this week was extra crazy because I talked about lying and there were uncomfortable moments and I just ran with it. <laughs> which is what you do, which is awesome. Um, and that's it. So, uh, Leanna, it's t- oh, sorry. Do you hear me stretching? Does it sound like I, I'm stretching? I, I, it does very much sound like you're stretching. All right. I mean, yeah. not stretching time, just stretching. It's quite an image. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, we can't describe it on the radio. Probably shouldn't. There, there in fact, I don't even know if you want to see it in person. But uh, kids listening. So uh, time for us to say goodbye, which is in your wheelhouse. So do it. Bye-bye.